Hey, it's Chris Jones with The Jones Zone, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Jones Zone at Keller Williams Realty. That's right. We sponsor our own podcast. So if you know of anybody looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest in residential real estate in the Charlotte, Rock Hill, Fort Mill area, have them connect with us on their favorite platform. Enjoy the show. It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, hit it. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. I did it. You did not interrupt me. That's good. I'm sat there and waited the whole time. You're exercising self-control. Mm-hmm. I have to do it in one aspect of my life, I suppose. <laughs> and this will be it. All right. So today we are joined by Leah Hanrion again. Pleasure to have you. <laughs> pleasure to be here. Uh, this is kind of a special episode. You guys might remember Leah from her previous podcast appearance. Sorry, yeah. I spoke so slow. I couldn't yeah, you really spoke really slow. <laughs> I was like, previous. I was like, what, what is he going to say? <laughs> Got it out. But, um,. Why don't you take a quick second and just remind everybody who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into why you're here. Great. Um, Like you said, my name is Leah Hanrion. I have a financial practice in South Park, helping uh, self-employed small business owners keep more of the money they make, make it work harder for them. That's a good value proposition. That's a unique value proposition. Yeah. Uh, Keep keep it simple. Keep Keep it simple. simple. And then let people... uh, Like like, uh, Chris's mind. (laughs) All right, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, get get out of your system. Okay. All right. So she is here because she, like Brian and myself, went to the Tony Robbins event that was here in Charlotte, and so we thought it'd be cool to kind of get together and talk about our takeaways and what we got out of it, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And what has changed our life? Yeah, and what we uh, feel like we could implement in the future, and what what are some of the things that uh, really stood out with us. And we want to share that with you guys because a lot of the people that come on our podcast mention Tony as either an inspiration or someone that they um, follow and look up to. So we thought it'd be good to kind of share that. If you didn't get a chance to go, what we kind of got from it. And um, if you did get a chance to go, then make sure you comment or give us some feedback on what you got out of it as well. Um, Brian? I'm going to take, take it from here, Chris. You're going to take it from here? I'm going to take it from here. Not the entire podcast, but it's my turn, so okay. I'm going to go ahead and go, right? Yeah, go ahead. So Tony Robbins was here in Charlotte, like Chris said. Uh, the event was the Success Resources of America, and Tony Robbins was the keynote speaker. Uh, what I got out of Tony Robbins' speech... First of all, if you haven't seen him in person, he's he's a ball of energy, right? Mm-hmm. He is something. Chris, what'd you get from it? A ginormous ball yeah. of energy. <laughs> you, what'd, you, what'd you say? I said a ginormous ball. Yeah, yeah. Ginor- which he yeah. is ginormous. He is a ginormous guy. He's a uh, he's a big guy. So, what he asked the bit the the audience that that stuck out with me was he asked the audience why did you why do people fail you know why did you fail think back of of an experience that you had where you failed and why did you fail? The answers were, they stemmed from, you know, or not stemmed from, that's not the right word. They ranged from lack of time, uh, the leadership wasn't good, they just didn't have any energy. And all of these answers were basically a lack of resources. But Tony says that 
it's never a lack of resources. We don't fail because of a, a lack of resources. We fail because lack of resourcefulness. Mm -hmm. So how, if you don't have the resources, how do you go out and get the resources? You know, do you adapt or do you just roll over and, oh, I didn't have the time. And, you know, is it like that? Uh, another thing he says, resourcefulness is the ultimate power. What does that mean? Hey, it's just the ultimate power. If you can find, if you can be resourceful and you can find what you need, it's the ultimate power. <laughs> kind of like like uh, Thor with his hammer, you know. The ultimate power is yeah. What, what do you mean? The superpower that Thor had. But what makes resourcefulness so powerful, Brian? Is what I'm getting at. Well, if you could find the resources on your own to solve whatever pain points you have, to solve whatever problem you have. You know, you'd be self-reliant. You could, you could solve your own problems. You know, if you don't have time, how can you prioritize that time? You know, if you don't have the energy, what can you do differently to create energy? Can you go to sleep earlier? Can you eat better? And then it's taking the responsibility on yourself, not pointing the finger, blaming other people as to why you are not successful. And he, speaking of that, he also says responsible, response-able, the ability to respond. Mm -hmm. And... Basically, I think what I got from that is the ability to respond is life's going to happen to you. It's how you respond to the circumstances yes. <clears throat> that's going to dictate where you go from there. Mm -hmm. So rather than playing victim or assigning blame, like you said, yeah, you just say, you know, this this is what happened. I need to deal with it. It kind of goes back to you know what you know Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership. You know, mm -hmm. and then it's looking at yourself and why am I not successful? And a lot of times. I'm sure all of us could say this at a certain point in our life. It's ourselves. Mm -hmm. Whether it be playing the victim. Your the habits. The stories we, we tell ourselves in our mind of what may or may not be true. Self-limiting um, beliefs. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of times it it is ourselves, um, which I believe that each of us have more power than we think we do. It's just a matter of taking ownership and then deciding what you need to do and taking action. Because lots of ideas are thrown around, a lot of people just don't take action. And that's the thing. Like he actually has a whole program. Um, I forget what it's called. Massive action program. Yes. Yeah. It, taking action is the, is the only thing that's going to get you results. Because you can have ideas, and I'm I'm guilty. I have ideas out the yin yang, but unless I take action to implement those ideas and to actually follow through with them, it, it that's all they are is ideas. And what's that? What's that going to do? Yeah. I also liked what he, you know, the idea that being resourceful over having resources. So, like, it puts you at a creative advantage, one, because instead of, you know, going back to your bank account or asking mom and dad for more money or whoever your support system is, you know, you have to come up with a way to make it happen on your own. Mm -hmm. And it probably means a little bit more to you if it's more challenging to, to make it work and be more resourcefulness like it always like whenever I accomplish something like I <laughs> looked up something on YouTube or something and I did it myself you know it's more fulfilling than just hiring the plumber to come out and do right. it you know you got a sense of pride and take ownership of it so I actually changed a garbage disposal one time with YouTube videos and I, I, you feel good yeah <laughs> I feel good right. yeah YouTube helps you YouTube. can find anything on YouTube that's the, what's, <laughs> what's so great about it okay so uh he talks a little bit about threshold of control, and he says the chokehold of growth is the skill set of leaders. I'm not really sure what he meant by that. Maybe I took the notes down wrong, 
But another thing that he mentioned in that same, you know, uh, sentence or whatever, he says 80% of business is psychology, 20% mechanics. So going back to what we were talking about, having the right mindset, being aware, being self-aware, uh, just realizing that psychology is 80% of success and only 20% is mechanical, the mechanics of business, getting in that right mindset. And knowing that if you are stagnant or not making progress, he said, if something isn't growing, it's dying. So if you're not progressing, um, you know, we're probably degressing. Yeah. Um, and the feeling that you have from progress, he said, happiness is a result of progress. Um, and that's a lot of times where people don't feel fulfilled is if they're just kind of staying where they're at or even going backwards. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because if you're not, like, I mean, year after year, if you look at your production numbers, let's say, mm -hmm. you know, if they're not going up, the chances of them being exactly the same are irrelevant. And now that also are not irrelevant, but uh, are very slim. So if you're not growing, you can only really go t three ways. You're either growing, right. staying the same, or going backwards. Yeah. So if you're not growing, you're staying the same, which you've accepted complacency in where you're at, and you're not working hard enough to take, take yourself to the next level. Hey, what was the thing, what did you say about the chokehold on? Uh... The threshold of control is, and he says, the chokehold of growth of business is the skill set of leaders. I don't know, I don't, I don't know what that means. So like just edit that whole damn thing. <laughs> just edit that whole damn thing. <laughs> what I think is like, why'd you bring that shit back up? Right, because, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, He's I like, regretted bringing that up I the first wish, time. I wish you had this. Why'd you come back to that? But like, I think that's true too. Of course, I'm gonna say I think that's true to a lot of the stuff that he says. But um, if your leaders have a limited skill set and limiting belief, limiting belief, then you're all gonna be. It rolls downhill. Yeah. But like if, you ha if you're a young work, have you ever been discouraged by a boss? Like you brought a great idea to the table and they, didn't, they either didn't want to do it because they didn't believe in it or it was too much work or mm -hmm. something like that. I think that's kind of what that, I mean, was, am I explaining myself at all or? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I get what you're, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Do you, Leah? Do you I understand? do. I do. I'm following. Uh, okay. Yeah. Follow. Making sense. Good but deal. I mean, well, how long, I don't know how long you guys have either followed Tony Robbins stuff or listened to read his books. Has it been for? It's been a couple of years. Um, uh, I, 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 so I got into Tony Robbins when my friend Crystal gave me a bunch of his DVD or not DVD CDs, yeah. like CD box sets. Okay. So she gave me like three of them. So I listened to him in my car. I was like, this guy's pretty cool. And then whole the whole last year with the whole I'm not your guru came out and I was. Ugh. Right. Obsessed I know. Like probably crying. I'm sure. No. There's <laughs> no probably about it. No problem. Okay. They got some. I mean, yeah. There's some. Like if you don't cry during that, I don't know. I don't right. know what. I don't know how to feel about you. Right. You might have some like <laughs> emotional <laughs> other issues. Other issues. Yeah. yeah. That's if you haven't seen that movie, you really should. It's a. It's amazing. What was that? Date with Destiny. Yes. And that was like a week long thing, something like that. I think so. Yeah. I think it was like. Five days or something like that um, but yeah they and they go they go like all day yeah like 14 15, 14 or 15 hours, hours. yeah and what I what I love about him is that he, he pushes people to dig deeper don't he doesn't surface he, answers. and he doesn't let them off the hook right yeah right. And, and it's which I think all of us are guilty of we, we just kind of 
push things down and don't really go to the heart of something or to figure out, you know, what the problem is. But, I mean, every person he gives a microphone to, it's, well, why is that? And well, it, how do you really feel about it? it, it what, strike, what uh, stands out to me, what you're just saying, is that first girl who had the, the father issues, she stood up and she wanted to help with her diet. You know, she wasn't eating properly. And then he was like, okay, that's kind of a surface answer. Why aren't you? And you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then her dad died, right? Like a couple months later? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Yeah, I forgot about that. But anyway, going back to the uh, actual workshop seminar that he was he was here in Charlotte, uh, he did warn us a bad economy is coming. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. We don't know when, but it's all cyclical. And the reason why I bring that up is who is your ideal client and how can you help them during the bad times mm-hmm. that's going to come? So right. our audience, we have business owners, entrepreneurs, just keep that in the back of your mind. When the economy shifts and it gets worse, who's going to be your ideal client, your ideal customer, and how can you, you know, help them during this bad time? Because if you can't, if you know what influences them, then you're going to be able to, you're, you're going to be successful still. If you can help them help themselves. And there are a lot of people that capitalize on, whether it be a downturn in the market or... Just yes, that economy, absolutely. If yeah. you're built for it and ready for it, you will prosper. I mean, you'll be one of the few standing. So, I mean, that's a good point depending on the business that you're in. Um, are you prepared for that? And I think that could also go back to, you know, what, what kind of clients do you have? Have you built relationships with them or is it just a transactional thing and they're going to forget about you? Um, I mean, you could tie that into the, you know, how technology is ad- advancing and um, how that affects businesses now and you know I was talking to a guy this morning who's big into technology and just how that will affect everyone's business I mean everyone's moving towards robotics and replacing a lot of people's jobs right um, but I think that a lot of people can find success and when everyone else is freaking out I think they're ready yeah it's all about being prepared and staying ahead of the curve uh, you know there's actually I, I think it was James Altucher said that uh, he, he gave a list of all the jobs that are going to be around still in like 20, 30 years. And he, he brought up an interesting topic to me about the uh, auto mechanics mm-hmm. and how, yeah, with the driverless cars, still probably a few years out, but why not go right now, learn how to work on a Tesla, how to work on those cars that are going to basically be driverless cars instead of going to learn how to work on a 1994 Chevy Caprice. Mm-hmm. Chris's first car. Uh, I had a 1985 <laughs> Chevy Celebrity. Chevy Celebrity, the white one. That was yeah. your first car. Yeah. I don't want to get into the whole first car debate because uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take the L on that. <laughs> I don't even want. I don't even want to talk about. It. I shouldn't can, have brought it up. Out, can I talk about it? Yeah, go ahead. Talk about it. It stunk so it bad. It did. It stunk so bad, Chris. What was it, in that it, thing? I don't know. It wasn't like that when I bought it. It really wasn't. And then like you two in two weeks later, like I was at Food Line, I was working at Food Line, and Brandy, the customer service manager, she's like, <laughs> "What's that smell?" I was like, "I don't know. What are you talking about, Brandy? You stink." I was like, "What?" She goes, "You smell musty." I was like, "What?" It was like the air freshener. <laughs> it, it had water damage. It had to. Have. This oh is before. We, I don't know if it was before, but I, I certainly didn't do a car. What's it called? The Carfax? Carfax? 
Uh, Show me the car yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this this lot was like a little tiny. It was a, it, I got, I, yeah. I saw you coming a mile they away. 17-year-old kid. <laughs> uh, whatever air freshener they put in there while it was Nasty. on the lot. Faded wow. away, and Brian was and it just was bad. I had a, I changed the, I had it like exchanged the car. Like I bought a shirt. Oh, like wow. like like I bought a shirt that was the wrong size, and I just swapped it out. They swapped out a car with me. Like, this is affecting every area of my yes, life. Yes, and then this, like, you know, it's like that episode of Seinfeld where it smells. It's, it really wasn't like that. But do you we, have emotional trauma from? That? I do. I think I have like PTSD yeah. from the car. Oh, but we digress. We digress. Anyways. um... He also stated something about, he stated two forces that influence decisions. There's a short-term force, which is the state, and then there's a long-term force, which is the blueprint. Now, he did he delved into this whole being in the right state quite often during this seminar. If the energy was low, he had to stand up. And not only stand up, he had to jump around, which, which was hilarious because, did you jump around? I did. Did Brian jump around? I did around? participate. Did you? Did Brian? Uh, Brian actually left. He <laughs> did not This is getting too <laughs> So Chris jumped around for what? Six seconds? And then he was kind of like, all right. I don't, okay. He's like, all right. I don't really. So you were killing the energy. He was I'm <laughs> one of those people. Like like I said, like I, like I told you guys, I don't take notes. Yeah. So I, I literally would just sit there. Probably looking as disinterested as any human has ever. You didn't been. look disinterested. Okay, good. you didn't look disinterested. Because uh, you know how I do. Yeah, yeah, I know how you. Do. Like I literally have to tell people, yeah. this is how I sit. So Chris, get, Chris, so, gets like this if you're talking about your product, look. then I just be like. No, it's not like that, Chris. It's more uh, uh, the listeners can't see, but it's more of like a, uh, I'm aggravated at you, <laughs> literally right now. Why are you telling me this? That's kind of how it is. Chris. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's so embarrassing. But too. you really are listening. Yeah, and I've okay. had people be like, you know, did I offend you? And I'm just like, what are you talking about? No. But, I mean, look at me sitting right now. I got my arms crossed. I'm like, you know, yeah. that's just how I sit, I guess. <laughs> it's bad. It's it's embarrassing, but, but at least you're I can't, yeah. And yeah. so I told, I told Brian, I was like, I just, I don't know if I'll ever be the, the, jump type, around the type guy. of guy that's jumping around. I, even though I'm into it and I'm engaged. Yeah. And, and, that, and Brian accused me of like, being embarrassed in front of strangers. I don't think that's it. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know. Let's 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 get Tony Robbins in here and right. delve yeah. deep what down. In your what would you do? <laughs> what would you do if he was here and you had ten minutes? Let me ask you that, Chris. If, if you had ten, if, ten, if Tony Robbins was here for ten minutes, what would you ask him? Put you um, on the spot. Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, Lee, I want you to think of it too, and I'll give my answer after after you. Okay. So if he if he sat down right here and I had ten minutes with him, yeah. Man, what would the first question be? I would probably ask him something about his morning routine, just to kind of jumpstart that the conversation a little bit. I'd be like, so how's your morning routine coming, or what are you doing nowadays for your morning routine? Because I assume it varies just a little bit depending on. It what doesn't you vary. It doesn't I vary. I do the same thing every morning. I plunge myself into a fifty-seven degree pool. And get going at it, and then uh, I don't know, probably just business and maybe for some real estate stuff because he does real estate stuff apparently. Do you know who you, who he uses for real estate? Dean Graziano. Dean Graziano <laughs> made that perfectly clear. Graziosi. Graziosi. But he has a lot of good. He has a lot of uh, gold too. He was at he was at that event as well. Yeah, it was a good. It was a well-rounded event. I thought yeah. you had to come in and out for most of it, right? Um, I was there until about three thirty, left and came back about six. Which I had to take a phone call during some of Tony's, which really kind of stunk. 
And I was, you can see it was while you're on the way. Yeah, yeah. I know. <clears throat> and I, yeah. I had to take it. It was for, for business stuff. So, But uh, what would you ask him? Um, I know some of the things that he does, and I think it's the, the state that, that you're mm-hmm. in that he talks about all the time. But I guess what his worst moment was, where I guess he felt like he was in the, the, the deepest valley possible. And what did, what did he do in that moment? To get himself out of there because it, it it's so hard to, mm-hmm. in this mental state if you're at a certain level it is the hardest thing to just i've been there several times yeah so i know some of the things that he does on a daily basis just to change your state your mindset but what's the worst possible state that he's in what did what did he do then he gave away all his money you remember that story mm-hmm Oh yeah. Yeah, he had like yeah. forty-seven bucks, and he gave it to somebody else. Yeah, and like the that. next day, he got like ten thousand dollars in the mailbox. Or something. Somebody owed him money, and they sent it to him. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would ask him if there was anybody he wasn't. He just was not able to get through to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if he's like. I wonder if he goes to prisons and tries to talk with prisoners. States they don't have enough money to pay for Tony Robbins to come out. Well, not right now. Not Tony well, Robbins maybe, now. Maybe like, twenty years ago. Famous people in prison get to right. Hey, why did you do this? That's a lack of resources, Chris. You're telling me wardens can't be resourceful. I mean, what, are they going to barter with Tony? Hey, if you come and talk to the prison, <laughs> we'll give you all the free cafeteria food. <laughs> I was going to say that too. Cafeteria food. Count me in. <laughs> Your baked apples are the best. There's a shiv in my grits. Uh, is this supposed to be here? <laughs> Um, I thought his, his story with, about Andre Agassi was pretty interesting because he 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 had to make so that tell the story, Chris. Uh, so Andre Agassi, the tennis pro, was going through a pretty big slump, and he was dating Brooke Shields at the time, who was a client of Tony's. Were you there for this part? No. <laughs> okay, you know who Andre Agassi is, right? The tennis player. Um, I mean, I don't know a lot he, about he, him. He but was like in the 80s, early 80s, 90s. early 90s. He had the hair. Okay. The whole, um, so anyways, hair. he was a champion tennis player. Like he won mm-hmm. Wimbledon and some other tournaments and stuff. And he's going through this crazy slump. And he was dating Brooke Shields at the time, who was a client of Tony's. And she asked Andre to go see him. And Andre showed up and he was... Uh, really reluctant to to buy in and you know listen to Tony and all this sort of stuff so he puts Tony puts in some VHS tapes of Andre Agassi in his prime mm-hmm. and he's talking about uh, I think you left a, an important piece out there what so Andre Andre Agassi was kind of giving him like I don't want to be like you said but Tony actually turned it on him goes you're the one struggling you need me yeah, yeah. here yeah. so he, he kind of like Brought Andre Andre Agassi's ego down to check a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. So he did that, and uh, so they watched um, some videos of him in his prime when he was winning tournaments and talking about uh, his his form and his mechanics. Because I guess Andre had suffered an injury along the way as well. His wrist. Yeah, and he was like, you know, were you thinking about your wrist there? And he was like, no. But anyway, he started showing him all the positive stuff. So he, he sat down with Andre and he said, think of, think of hitting the ball perfectly. And he said, okay. He go, apparently he was thinking about his wrist. And Tony says, how the hell do you think you ever get back to peak position focusing on your wrist? So he had Andre like close his eyes, 
think about his perfect swing, his perfect tennis swing, his perfect serve. And he noticed, Tony noticed that he, he was getting a smile on his face. And he's like, what's going on in your head? And he goes, he goes it, this reminds me of how I felt when I won Wimbledon. So he was able to take that visualization, mm -hmm. go back to where he was when he felt the highest he's ever been, and use that to basically forget about his wrist and focus on getting back to where he was. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really cool, really cool story. And then he went on to win another tournament and all that sort of stuff, yeah. so that ended up being a cool little story for him to share. If you, if you Google Andre Agassi, Tony Robbins, there's a whole story on Business Insider that'll show you more about it, or tell you more about it as well. It is it, it just insane how powerful your mind is. And it, it sounds so simple. It's like, oh, okay, control what you're focusing your thoughts on. But it's the most difficult thing to do. Yeah. We do it mindlessly. Let ourselves get in a state when before we know it, we're like, why do I feel so crappy? Yeah. Or, you know... Um, yeah, he also says the lower quality output can be indicative of a few things. The slump shows, and I'm reading this by the way, uh, he says the slump shows when people outrun their vision or the slump can show when they meet their vision but it's not fulfilling. Mm -hmm. The slump also shows when people are just developing some patterns that they're unaware of that cost them. Interesting. But yeah. Yeah, the mind is like like he said, eighty percent of it's mental. It's just it's believing in yourself, it's staying positive, mm -hmm. staying patient, not getting down. Because in like, I mean, you have ups and downs throughout in an hour, let alone like a day or a month or a week, or you can be up one minute, down the next. So, one example, he's he's done it multiple times in his different presentations, but he has people focus on a, a color. You know, look for brown, look for brown. And, you know, so you search everywhere trying to find brown. And then he switches it up. Look for this color. Whatever we focus on, that's what we start seeing more of. So if we subconsciously are focusing on negative things, well, this will probably happen. And it, yeah, it's probably going to. Yeah. Um, and not to say that. Oh, <laughs> I imagine a million dollars, and then you know, in five minutes, it's on the table. That'd be nice. <laughs> but you, I am a firm believer in attracting things into your life. Law of attraction. Yes. So there's there's a. There's a term that what you're describing, I forget what the term is called, but yeah, just like you were saying, you know, if you go out and buy a Ford Focus, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're going to see a bunch of Ford Focuses driving around, something that you never paid attention to before. What is that called? I don't know, but yeah, that's that happens all the time. And the most simple things that I think have the most power that we don't realize really in our lives. For me, for me anyway. Yeah. And your brain wants you to be comfortable, you know, it's like yeah. you will it will make up any excuse to get out of making that call or Is that why you didn't jump around? What do you mean? You I didn't around? have an excuse. I didn't make an excuse, I just didn't do it, I guess. I don't know. Because it made you uncomfortable. Jumping around makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe. And you did and you didn't want to do it because you didn't <laughs> want to leave your comfort zone. Good job, Tony. <laughs> Dang. Let's, let's You're uncomfortable. Why are you uncomfortable? Maybe You're I embarrassed, are. aren't you? What? Because you don't jump very high. <laughs> what? How come you don't jump very high? Because you're heavy for your... What? <laughs> Why are you heavy? You find comfort in food, don't you? What? 
Whose love did you crave the most? My dad's. Did your dad like ice cream? Yes. That's why you like ice cream. Oh my god. All this for Matt jumping around. Thank I'd rather you. just tell you I was embarrassed. Yeah, that's funny though. <laughs> Alright, so he ended he ended the seminar with having us envision the extraordinary life what he called the next level of our extraordinary life and he had us basically close our eyes we're, no we weren't closing our eyes were we we just had to write it down um, i'm trying to remember what we had to think about, about what the extraordinary life what would what would entail um so we took about 10 minutes five to ten minutes and wrote down what our extraordinary life was and what prevented us from doing what prevents us from doing this and what has prevented us from doing it and what do we need to do to get to that next level um, which you know I don't mind sharing I you know the next level of an ex extraordinary life in my eyes and my vision would be not to have to worry about money the freedom to travel hang out with my kids help others achieve their goals more gratitude I think that's I think that's really big like yeah, you could use a little more gratitude. Uh, you could too. No, yeah, you could. Too. You could. You no, you could yeah, really. Someone, we all could. Someone yes. in this room could use a lot more I gratitude. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Someone could. Someone sitting at this table. Yeah. Could, yeah. Someone could. Okay. So I mean, that goes from anything like, we woke up today, be grateful. You know, we have running water. We have clean water. All we have to do is turn the turn the faucet on. I saw this thing on the news about a year ago where there's this village, it's not really a village, it's an Indian reservation, and it's actually in Arizona or New Mexico, where the residents have to walk over two miles just to get water, drinking water, and they use that water to, it's really bad, it's really bad. They use yeah. it to bathe, and they reuse it, and they, they drink, and they it's really bad. So just being in a position where we don't have to do that, you know, mm -hmm. where we have AC, we have heating and air, whatever. We have, if, we, if we're hungry and we don't have food, we get in our car, go to the McDonald's, go to the grocery store and get food. Mm -hmm. Just, it's like taking a step back from what you don't have and realizing what you do have and realize we don't, we have it really good compared to like 95% of the other world. Is that right? Right. right. And, yeah, not to let that hold you back from setting goals, but just to appreciate what... Universal. Well, I think it's because yeah, I think like you're not going to be fulfilled if if what you have right now you're not grateful for. Right. Because I it's just going to be uh it's just going to be because once you get more if you're not grateful for what you have right now once you get what you're striving for you're never going to be fulfilled you're just going to be like okay well I want this now I want this. Yeah. Well, like you said, a lack of fulfillment is the. It's, ultimate failure yeah yeah I mean you acquire all these things and you think will make us happy but it, I feel like we go after that for the feeling yeah that we get and if we find that gosh this doesn't make me as happy as I thought then we just constantly in this cycle and never gonna be happy lack of fulfillment is the ultimate failure I like that that was good he said that a couple times he did he did which it makes you think about like celebrities who kill themselves and you're like God, he had it all. Why did he mm -hmm. do that? He was so rich. Why would he kill himself? Yeah. yeah. He, he brought joy to so many other people. And it's like... I know, the Robert Robert Williams. Exactly. Robert that's Williams. who I was thinking of. Exactly. It's just... Uh, you, it, you can't be external stuff. you got to find a way to make yourself happy internally. 
So. so I'm looking at this thing. What do I need to do? And I haven't done one thing that I wrote down on here since since the seminar. Yeah. So it's what do, so basically what do I need to do to get to the next level of my extraordinary life? <laughs> Keep my state high. Basically jump around whatever what he had us doing there. I have not right. done that at all. <laughs> uh, that's the hardest part is implementing the right. things that you learn. Meditate. I haven't meditated once since then. That's the hardest thing to do. Read. <sighs> haven't read. I haven't read a well, single book. Thing. I've listened to podcasts. I listen to audible books. So I guess that counts. Attack the problems. Eh, not really. I haven't really attacked my problems. Have yeah. you? Well, then this is my list, though. It's not yours, so that doesn't matter. I have focused on serving others. Uh, I practice state changing. I, I haven't done that. Meditation is hard. Have you tried meditating lately? Oh, man, that's the hardest thing for somebody that's go, go, go all the time to just stop and even focus on your breathing. Yeah, exactly. So hard. So, <laughs> let, so, so let's do this right now. Let's all just... <laughs> our listeners would love that. Just, we're 20 minutes. And we're back! <laughs> all right. All right, we're going to pause this right now. <laughs> Actually, in Tony's DVDs, he does that. Yeah, like, he does. Or CDs. All right, pause this and come back did in 20 you, did minutes. Did you pause it? Did you do it? How'd you feel? <laughs> and like... Since I was riding in the car, I didn't pause it, so it just oh, went yeah. right. How'd you feel? I'm just like, I'll assume I felt great. <laughs> we'll just assume I felt Get on with it. Chapter 8. Come on. <laughs> uh, have you started listening to the Richard Branson book yet? No. Did you get that on Audible? Yeah. It's oh, pretty good, man. Fine. Uh, no, this one's Losing My Virginity, which is pretty good. Hmm. Instead of finding it. Might want to nudge on that. Yeah. yeah. Richard Branson, the owner of uh, all the Virgin Group. Which has like Virgin 50, Airlines, 50 Virgin businesses. Records. Actually, it, it was funny. He was said he was a billionaire, and then he or he is a billionaire. But he said the easiest way to become a millionaire is to become a billionaire and buy an airline. Yeah, <laughs> he says that in yeah. the book. Actually, yeah, that's pretty funny. So just we'll just do that. Yeah, yeah we'll <laughs> become billionaires. Just need a billionaire first. <laughs> the first billions he used. used. All right, Chris, do you have anything else you want to talk about, Leah? Um, I mean, just to be honest, because I, I made a, a little list of different things that I believe would take me to that extraordinary life. Something so simple, but that I know I fail at a lot of times, it's loving yourself. Uh, you know, it's, it sounds like a dumb thing to do. Like, of course you would. I mean, but, you know, people say you can't love other people until you love yourself first. Um, and whether that's, you know, it's different for everybody as to why we don't, but, um, you know, I think our confidence would be increased if we learned how to... Where did I hear that from? What? You can't love others until you love yourself. Was that? Oh, my God. I don't know. That's, that's a pretty common expression, I think. Is it? No, yeah. I, I know, but there's, like, I heard it from a specific place. It... it what was it that? It was at the Tony Robbins. <laughs> Everything we know is from Tony Robbins. Kind of like what we've been talking about the last <laughs> yes. thirty minutes. God, where'd I hear that? Oh, but I, I swear I thought I thought I heard it from somewhere else too. But I I think a lot of people do say it, and, and most of these things are I know so where basic. I know where that confusion came from because I yes I yeah I did hear it at the Tony Robbins event, but I went home and me and Blair were talking. Blair's my wife, and we were talking about that, and so that's where. That came in. <laughs> Thanks Awkward. for sharing. Awkward. We'll edit that out. But too. it's true. I mean, it's it, it it is true. You have to like whether you it's a spouse or your children or your friends. You know, you have to have 
a good attitude. You have to feel good. You have to be in the moment. It's kind of like when you're in an airplane, the first thing they do is, if it crashes is to grab right. your own oxygen mask before you help others. You have to have that in your tank to give to other people. Brandon Hawk said that on our on the previous podcast Brandon as Hawk. well. That's what it was. You should follow Brandon Hawk. You that guy's I've heard his name several times. Yeah, okay. he's really good. He was on our he was on the episode uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. That guy, he, he right you can hear it in the podcast where he like works a number on us, man. Yeah. Right around minute 30. Yeah. He starts talking about like doubling down on your happiness yes. and all sorts of stuff. And yes. There's like these awkward moments of silence. <laughs> He's like, Are you guys there? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I was just thinking about what she said. Anyways. <laughs> right. Jeez. Let me give it to you. It's fine. Yeah, he's out. He he only works with CEOs. He's pretty exclusive like that too. But yeah, he's a he's a great guy. He's a totally great guy. But you can follow him on, on Facebook or whatever. He does Facebook lives and awesome. things like that. He's a good one. Hard over hustle. Okay. Yeah. Hard over hustle. He was a tennis player, tennis pro. And uh, got to Wimbledon and mm-hmm. was really successful, and just felt unfulfilled, like we were talking about here. Mm-hmm. And uh, just <laughs> it wasn't working out for him, so he started exploring other things, and then he kind of became a, a coach after that to help other people do it as well. So, anyways, another quote that stuck out with me is he says, "Identify your problems, but give your power and your energy to the solutions." Yes. Yeah. You know, admit or yeah, it's good to know the know the problems there, but how is it going to fix? Be solution based instead of problem based focused. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for me, ending that it was okay, great, this amazing. You you know, we get all hyped and pumped up and great, my life is going to change. And then, what do we do the next day? I mean, what do we actually do? To and I've been guilty of this so many times. And for me, I just had to break down to what are some basic things that I will do. I mean, I'm not going to jump in freezing cold water with ice cubes in it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so for me, I'm okay, one thing I can do every single morning, out loud, say 10 things that I'm grateful for. It is the most simplistic thing, but I've started, and, and I do it every day. Do you give like, yourself this- a timeline? Like, like I know Tony, uh, I think Tony says it, but yeah, before your feet hit the floor, I'm sorry, before his feet hit the floor, mm-hmm. he does that. 10 things he's grateful for, and then he gets out of bed. So I would say this. I would challenge the listeners before their feet hit the floor, think three things they're grateful for, and I'll do it. Or they can actually put it in the comments in this, on Facebook, because this will be posted on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, before I challenge anyone else, I should probably challenge myself. Okay. Um, man, you know, I really would like to start get, really try to get into meditation. I think I'm going to try that. So how are we gonna how are you gonna try it? What are you gonna do? Um, call uh, map? What's that? You get, a, you get the call map, headspace or calm. There's apps you can get. Oh, but oh, you can also go map. on YouTube. But the the good thing about calm and headspace is they they track it. So like if you don't meditate, they'll they send you an alert. Hey, what's go-? like they'll remind you. Okay. Because if you just rely on YouTube. Mm-hmm. YouTube's not going to remind you in this, right. and you need we need that reminding, especially in this society in this world. So that's why I mean I had the Calm app for a long time, I deleted it. <laughs> but you, you reached so the peak of Zen. Yeah. <laughs> I reached Nirvana, and I was good, man. I don't need to meditate. Like, I don't need this anymore. I'm good. I'm good. 
No, uh, that, that, that's going to be my homework. I don't want to give anybody else something to do if, if I can't do anything. Okay. Leah, and what are you going to do? Be more conscious of the thoughts that I'm focusing on. Like you said, you're going to... Thoughts become words. Words become actions. Actions become... Habits? Habits, something like that. Yeah. Right. So like you said, energy focused on the problem or energy focused on the solution. So for me, I think it's just stopping myself from, no, that's, that's not true or that's not right. Why am I spending energy focusing and, on and, that? And that's good. And going back to our Brandon Hawk interview a couple weeks ago, he, it's, okay to, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay right. to feel anger. It's okay. You, you feel it. Give yourself a certain amount of time. Digest it. And then go from there. Focus mm-hmm. on the solution. You know, actually, I I did that a couple weeks ago. I was going through a bad real estate deal, and I actually reached out to him and told him. I gave him the feedback, told him what I did. And yeah. I, I implemented it. He loved it. He was, yeah. he was happy to hear it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true though. It's like, all right, I just feel angry. I feel sad. <laughs> I was like, oh. probably like probably like ten minutes, and I was like, all right, well, all right, it is what it is. Maybe not even 10 minutes, maybe uh, five minutes or so, but yeah. Uh, just knowing that, giving, your, yeah, giving yourself permission to feel sad or angry mm-hmm. and then moving on. Right. Brilliant. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's uh, spit on it and shake. Tua. <laughs> That's not shaking hands, spitting in our hands and shaking. Leah, Tua. <laughs> Don't on spit on me. my hands. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have a chance to check out some of Tony's stuff, do... do and um, yeah, that's pretty much We're it. We're all over the place with this, but this was kind of like a uh, just impromptu. Well, we know about it for a week or something. Informal. Informal. Just kind of get together. And I need to get my words down right. Talk, yeah, I need a, like, you need a thesaurus. I need a, I need a thesaurus.com. Like, but by the time you look it up, like this, you, you know, had to delete the like, call map. You yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you want to say bye, Leah? Bye, everyone. Good to be here. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks joining us again, Leah. Thanks for no, coming I, in. What a trooper to put it up is, with the Jones you, brothers. To put up with you, yes. No, yeah, no it, is, it is the ultimate um, compliment to be invited on this show. You know, you're the only guest who's been back twice with without a, a, a partner on the second time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Terrell. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Good. Next time. Next time. <laughs> we were all over the place with that. Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone Podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you on the next episode.